Hello, everybody. You are listening to Hotter Than Health, the podcast, a podcast focusing on fitness, nutrition, health, overall healthy lifestyles, and of course, your morning conference call, which we will definitely be talking about today because we're talking about hangovers. And of course, we all know what the dads are. Anyways, So this, again, is a podcast focusing on fitness and health, and today that is exactly what we're talking about. It is a beautiful Thursday in Charleston right now before I go into work, and I know that I typically have these podcasts out on Tuesdays, but my Tuesdays have been insane lately, so it's been Thursday for a little while, and uh, moving forward, hopefully we'll be able to keep keep it on Tuesdays. Let's get back to the Tuesdays. So before we get started, I quickly wanted to shout out all of you guys for listening. Um, Thank you so much. I love, love, love hearing your comments. I love chatting with you guys. I love getting your questions. We have a bunch of good questions today, but I only chose three because I didn't have time. We're trying to focus on three topics here, trying to get organized with the podcast, you know? So either way, thank you guys so, so, so much for listening. Um, just to give you a little update on what's going on. Um, things are doing great with the biz. Very, very happy. Still working on getting some new guests coming in next week. We are going to have a couple friends of mine, um, who own a, nutritional food prep service. It's local to Charleston. It's called Freshly Fueled. You guys are going to love it. Make sure you listen in next week. And then the week after that, we're going to be talking with a friend of mine on why women specifically should not be nervous about getting bulky with resistance training and all the benefits. So be on the lookout. It's going to be amazing. I'm so, so excited. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling alive, alert, and I just had a smoothie. Let me tell you guys what was in what I had this morning. I'm just going to go through a really quick what I ate today because I'm feeling amazing. So on the days that I don't have to go in and coach until around 3.30, this morning I woke up, went and worked out at 8. I took a class. It kicked my ass. It was so hard, but I feel amazing. So did that. Um, I woke up and I had a cup of green tea before that instead of coffee this morning and my 32 ounces of room temperature water, duh, with sea salt. Then I did, when I got back, I made some celery juice, about 16 ounces, chugged that super quick. And then I made my own latte. And what I did was I used um, coconut cream that I mixed with a little bit of water that I've showed you guys before, a little bit of coconut cream, a tiny s- teaspoon probably of ashwagandha, which is an adaptogen, adaptogen, blah, 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 blah. It was an adaptogen and it's great. It's really bitter. So I mixed it with a little bit of cacao, that coconut cream, coffee, as well as some cinnamon. And holy shit, it's amazing. That is my new jam. Coffee is a little bitter anyways. So it pretty, it blended in pretty well. You do a little bit more coconut milk than normal and it's life-changing. It was super frothy and smooth and I feel great. It gives you natural energy, anti-cancer, anti-cancer properties and obviously tons of energy because my mouth is moving faster than my brain. Um, so there's that. I did that for a cup of coffee. And while I was making a cup of coffee, I did some steamed cauliflower and I did a small piece of avocado toast with a ton of hemp seeds and nutritional yeast for that protein. I didn't do a lot of avocado cause I try not to have a ton of fats after my workout, but I did have some healthy carbs, some protein, and then I just did a protein shake that had one small banana, uh, one scoop of spirulina, which I have a podcast on, just go back and listen, one scoop of spirulina, 
uh, one serving of this organic hemp protein that I've been using. It's just one ingredient. It's just natural organic hemp. Um, I did one cup of ice, one handful of spinach, two strawberries, and some cacao and like a little bit of honey. And it was so yummy, so green. I feel vital and I don't feel heavy. I've had two amazing conference calls today and it's all based on, I guess, just like I'm feeling relaxed. I'm feeling good. Even when I'm really busy, if I eat well, I feel like I'm more relaxed. So that's been my day. That is what I've eaten in case anyone gives a shit. Probably not, but let's get into it, guys. How about it? Let's do it. So I have three topics today. We're going to touch a little... A little bit on each, some more than others. We are going to be starting by talking about how to not fixate on the number on the scale. I had a, um, I did an Instagram poll the other day and asked what you guys wanted to talk about, and I had a number of women. I say women because it is all women. Um, I don't mean to generalize, but that's it literally was all women. So I wanted to gather some of these questions. Some of them were phrased differently, but the main the gist of it was how to not get fixated on the number on the scale. And a couple things that I like to look back on. So working in the fitness and health industry, I get a lot of people saying, you know, I I used to be, you know, 135, 125 at my dream weight. I felt amazing. I felt so good. Um, I just want to get back to that. You know, maybe I had a baby or maybe I just kind of fell off the wagon. I've been working crazy hours, whatever. Lifestyle changes, things happen. And sometimes weight gain happens. And one way that I really love to, to frame it is saying, okay, you felt really great at that time in your life, maybe not because of your weight, but because of the lifestyle you were living during that time. And the weight was just a byproduct. So I know personally, I was living in Arizona and I was probably like one this is just me opening up to you guys. I was around 127, 128, and I'm like 5'7", but I have never, like when I was living in Arizona, I was never, I had never been smaller. I had never been stronger. I was so dense. I was like a knuckle. I just like, my ass was like on point all the time, nice and perky big, and my legs were great, great quad separation. Like I felt so good. But then I looked back and I was like, well, I was also really tan all the time because I was living in 90 degree weather eight months out of the year. And I also was surrounded by friends. I was making a lot of money. I was, uh, I had this great schedule, this great freedom, super consistent. And, um, at that point, like obviously not everything was perfect, but life was going pretty well. And, um, I could definitely get back to that, but there are so many parts of my life right now that I'm focused on that I want to get better with. But the whole point of that being, I didn't focus on the number on the scale. I focused on how I fit in my jeans and how I felt and how I felt after I ate food and what food food meant to me. So right now, if I were to look at the scale, it might be a pound or two less, but I don't have quite as much muscle as I did back then, just... I'm doing a little bit more cardio now and a little slightly less heavyweight training than I was doing. I'm still doing it often, but not quite as much. So that is one reason. And it's all about your mindset. So think of it like this. If you're fixated on the number on the scale and you just can't get it out of your head and you find yourself, which is a huge problem um, or a huge common occurrence, if you find yourself comparing yourself to people around you, like, 
you look at girls in the gym or you look at guys in the gym and say, oh my God, like they have the best body. They have these abs. They're super lean. They're strong. They're fast. They're agile. Like all of these different things. You don't look at that person and say, oh my God, I'm so jealous. I bet she's 125. Or, oh my God, I'm so jealous. I bet she's 135. No, you look at that person and say, wow, they look strong. They look confident. They look happy. They look, you know, they look motivated. And I feel like if we can just frame it to say, okay, it's not about the number on the scale. It's about what that number means and how you feel. Getting around, you know, getting around to having a good morning routine, having a good conference call, um, which is poop in the morning, having a, having a good morning conference call and then having a consistent workout routine, even if it's 20 minutes, anyone can get that done. We're all busy. Just we're all busy. And then eating foods that are a little bit more vital, like having some more greens and replacing some of your, uh, starchy carbohydrates with greens, um, little things like that will automatically make you feel a little bit more of that vitality that comes with maybe that number that you're associating on the scale with. So next time you look at the scale or you think, Oh my God, my weight has gone up. Think about how you're feeling in life because the heavier we feel in life, the heavier we feel in our bodies and on the scale. So think of some things that can bring levity to your life. Think of some things that you can maybe automate in your life to make you feel a little bit lighter. Like, like again, putting your morning on auto, having your morning routine set up at night so that you don't have to worry about it. That'll make your mornings a little less stressful. Um, if you're stressed out, that number on the scale I can almost guarantee will not go out, go down. If you're stressed to the point where you are sleeping three hours a night, four hours a night, and you're barely eating anything, even if you're barely eating anything, you're not going to, that weight will stay. So just think of it as a mindset shift and adjustment. It's a practice and it won't click overnight and it might not even click in a week or a month. But once you start to associate that number on the scale with confidence and with overall healthy living, I think that that is huge. And, um, you know, honestly, avoid the scale. If there's one measurable thing I can I can recommend, it's to not get on that scale. Like, think, uh, look back at pictures. Look back at how how happy you were or think about what was going on in your life at a time when you were feeling your leanest or your strongest and and think of some ways that you can adapt some of those into your everyday life your whole lifestyle might be super busy three kids full-time job husband maybe no husband whatever and you can still go for a walk with your kids um you could give intermittent fasting a try Take some dairy out of your out of your diet. Get rid of some of those heavy things in your life and you will automatically feel a little lighter. And then I promise you the number on the scale will be so insignificant. You'll it it won't be a concern at all. Um wow, was that a long-winded answer? Perhaps. Either way, I did just get an email from a client the other day. We do mid-month follow-ups with my meal plans, and she said, Hey, right now, honestly, the number on the scale hasn't changed much. But it's like maybe changed, um, I think by one pound in about two weeks, which is fine. I, I'm, it's not about counting calories, but she said, I can't tell you what kind of freedom this has given me. I've been so obsessed with a number on the scale. I've been so obsessed with calories. I've been so obsessed with macronutrients, but I've never been this full satisfied and energized through any kind of guide. And so that's, that's really what we're going for is to not associate numbers with health. It it sometimes is, especially if there's like a medical concern, consult your doctor, but, um, 
it is just one of those things where once you get that mindset set shift, you it, re- it really just will be a practice for you. And I think it'll just elevate your life in so many ways. Um, and now on to the next question. I'm also going to stop saying, um, starting now. So on to the next question. The next question is how to bounce back after a weekend or a night of drinking. And this is one of my fave questions. So a lot of us drink, not everyone, but even if you are not a drinker, you don't use any substances, not saying I'm like on crack all the time, but even though it sounds like it, if you are not a substance user, but let's say there's a night where you, you go out for Chinese food and there's a shit ton of MSG and you are just so full. You feel you can't put your rings on the next morning, or maybe you slept with your rings on. You can't get them off. You are so full, so bloated. You just feel like crap, even though you slept throughout the night and you wake up the next morning and you still feel awful. You know, that feeling when you eat kind of raw garlic or raw onions late at night, and then the next morning you can still taste it on your breath. Oh, I hate that so much. And I love garlic. I love onions. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm a flavor queen, but I don't want it to be on my silk pillowcase. I don't want to be breathing those hot fumes onto my pillowcase or into the, anything. Um, oh, so it. How to bounce back after a weekend or a night of drinking. Here's, here's the first thing that I'm going to just have to get out of the way. Stop with the guilt. It will do you zero service to regret and to, to waste your time and to, um, what is the word I'm thinking of? It's going to waste your time and it's going to be unproductive in the healing process for you to keep dwelling on the past, dwelling, that's the word, to keep dwelling on the past, even if it's 12 hours previous, don't think about the past. Guilt comes from the past. Anxiety comes from the future. So if you're living with guilt, you're living in the past and that does nothing for anybody and it's not moving anybody forward. So, okay. I'm cleaning my hands of that and we are not feeling guilty after a night of drinking, okay? Or binge eating or whatever. We're moving on. So what some things are that I personally like to do, and I'm not saying that everyone should fast. I'm not saying that anyone should cut out anything. I'm just basing this on personal experience. When I go out and I drink, which is, I'd say like once a month, I probably get drunk and that's just me being real. And then I do have some drinks throughout the maybe weekend, once in a while, whatever. So if I am feeling hungover, then I will do my very best to fast for at least 12 hours. Okay. And I have other podcasts on this, so I won't go too, too into detail. It's like some of my, I think first three, but I'll do my best to fast for at least 12 hours. So if I come home and I binge eat an entire pizza crust at midnight or 1230, then I'm going to try and not eat until 1230 the next day. Sometimes that's, that's not always realistic, but I at least try and hydrate and only consume liquids, especially maybe a celery juice. If you have the option, it might not be the most appealing, um, for your taste buds in the morning, but it will hydrate you a ton. So what I would recommend doing is having 32 ounces of room temperature water stick to that routine. And it it can be ice water. It can be, you know, that feeling when you wake up in the morning, you're like, you're just puffy and you, again, can't get your rings off. And you're like, your whole body is like pulsing, throbbing. You feel awful. Um, That's a good time to maybe have some colder water. You could have a little bit of cold water with 
32 ounces of cold water or lukewarm, whatever. And then a little bit of pink Himalayan sea salt in there. I highly, highly, highly recommend getting some vitamin C in there immediately. So squeezing a full lemon in there. I don't know if you guys can hear my neighbors. They are for currently having a fist fight outside of my front door. Um, hey guys, whatever. So do that. Um, definitely get your vitamin C in there first thing in the morning. You want to give your immune system the boost that it needs. It's been depleted. It is dehydrated. You want to give it the electrolytes from that pink Himalayan sea salt. You want to have as much lemon in there. If you don't have any lemon, that is fine. You can, you can always add in some orange, some lime. You can have some um, leafy greens later on in the day, but make sure that you are hydrating first, first, first thing. Next thing you should do, and I'm I'm serious about this, and y'all are gonna hate me, but this is what I do. I've I've done it for the past year, only when I'm hungover, which is rare. But I will take a shower in the morning. I won't wash my hair because, <laughs> let's be honest, I never do. And then at the very end, I'll go 30 seconds with as cold as it gets. And lately, the past few months, it hasn't been able to get that cold. So in the winter months, my shower can get extra cold. But in the summer months, it's really just, it's like pool water. So I'll go 30 seconds in the shower. Just, it's cold, man. And I let it go over my whole body. I just breathe in through my nose, out through my mouth for 30 full seconds and it kind of shocks my body and it gets me in a different state of mind. When you're hungover, you're feeling just groggy and I'm sorry, groggy is a terrible word to use when you're hungover because that makes it sound like you had two glasses of wine. Let's be honest, the people who listen to the show, most likely when they're hungover, they're like, I had 18 tequila shots, a bottle of wine, and then three nectarine floats with fish bowls. Like people go nuts. Okay. And so you're feeling like a bag of ding-dongs. My pat pat, my grandma told me that I should cuss less on the podcast. So um, you're feeling terrible the next morning. So you're not feeling groggy. You feel like you're going to vomit. You want to sit down in the shower with the head between your legs. But as soon as you put your head between your legs, you want to vomit again. So that cold shower is going to get you in a different mindset. So I highly recommend that after you uh, have your 32 ounces of room temperature water with your pink Himalayan sea salt, hopefully you, and if you don't have pink Himalayan sea salt, you can do regular salt, but definitely recommend pink Himalayan. The next thing that I like to do while I'm still fasting, I'll definitely still fast, is I still try to not look at my phone too much. I'm telling you, that is huge because then you, there's just something about a phone that reminds me of a little bit of stress. So you try and not be on your phone too much and go for a walk. You want to get that light, that hydration, that movement in your body. So walk outside, even if you're just walking down the block, even if you live in a neighborhood that it's not super beautiful outside, you know, you you go out there, you have a nice walk, you move your limbs, you move your body, you look around, you you start to not feel so sorry for yourself. You start to get out of that little depressive feeling that alcohol gives you because alcohol is definitely a downer. And let's be honest, we want to make sure that we're getting as many uppers as we can. So that vitamin D, that nature, make sure you're doing that. Like if there's a puppy around, smother it, love it, get all over that thing. So what I will say is some things to avoid while you're hungover is um, one, guilt because there's nothing you can do about it. Living in the past is taking away from the current moment. Then also what you want to avoid is salty foods because at this point your body is so dehydrated. You do not need to ingest anything with a ton of excess salt that's going to pull 
extra moisture from your body. You might feel really like skinny in the morning because you're super dehydrated, but then you will puff right back up, I promise you. So hydrating things, things that are alive, leafy greens, not all this greasy food. People are like, I just need to get some grease into my belly and then I'll feel better. Actually, that is your mind telling you that. There is nothing about your body that will like that, okay? So get your body more alkaline. It is full of acidity. So have that water with lemon. Go get yourself a green juice, a green smoothie. Then you can have whatever you want, but make sure that you're giving yourself some leafy greens in the morning, some antioxidants, maybe have a handful of blueberries for your first meal. Um, and then you can have your eggs Benedict, whatever. But you know, if you're serious about starting to feel better, a hair of the dog, a bloody Mary, a mimosa, none of that is actually going to make you feel better. That is just going to prolong and, um, keep you dehydrated for longer. So those are some of my tricks for how to beat a hangover or how to bounce back after a night full of drinking. The biggest one is just no guilt. Then get right back on board. It's okay. You know, life is just a template. It is meant to be adjusted. It is meant to be, uh, you know, manipulated a little bit. You can change things around. It's okay. You can bounce back. You got it. And then um, I just did an Instagram post recently about how moments make up your life. And let me just tell you something. I was thinking about this last night as I was not kidding, not exaggerating. I was on a rooftop doing yoga at, I think it was like six o'clock last night. So I live in Charleston and there's this place called the restoration and they have this amazing rooftop. And there's this rule in Charleston where buildings cannot build past uh, the highest steeple. So all the buildings downtown are pretty level. So I took like a 30 minute walk. This never happens by the way. I worked for a few hours and then I worked more at my house. And then I said, I have got to get out. I haven't worked out today. So I took a 25 minute walk all the way downtown to the restoration. And I did rooftop yoga. It was like a slow flow yoga class. I'm not great at yoga, but I love it. And I got up there and as I was in I think it was half moon or I was in some warrior two, I think feeling very powerful. I was in warrior two and I was on this rooftop doing yoga with these people. And I looked around and I thought I'm doing yoga, watching the sunset, watching the ocean on a Thursday night at 6 PM. Oh my God. I said, that is, this is my life right now. I think about all the times that I, I think about all these like rich moms that we work with and people who have nannies and all the money in the world and these big diamonds and, you know, they can do whatever they want. Their schedule is super flexible. Like they have a lot of help, you know, granted, that's just the image that I see. Everyone has problems. Everyone has their stuff. Everyone overcomes things. That's just a perception. But I see all these people. I'm like, how do they live this life? And then I was like, I live this life. I might not be a millionaire. I might not own my own home. Hell, I don't even own my own car right now. But I looked around and I said, this is my life. And it's my life because I'm physically doing it in this moment. The same way that this podcast is my life. And I just went for a walk. That is my life. I'm about to go in and coach these amazing members at the gym that I work at. That is my life. Every single moment makes up my life. I don't want to look back and say, there is this whole period of my life where I didn't do anything. That's never going to happen. These aren't phases that we're in. These are not stages of our life. I'm over that shit. This is not big picture because if we look big picture, this is never ending. I'm sorry. We are not immortal. I'm saying there, there is definitely a finite ending. We just don't know when that is. So if we focus big picture, 
then we're not focusing on the moments. That is why it's so important to train your mind to get out of anxiety, which is thinking in the future, and to think get your mind out of guilt, which is living in the past. You cannot change the past. You cannot change the future. All you can do is you can change your trajectory and you can influence your direction, but you cannot change what is going to happen. You can't change what people do. That's why it's called influence, not force. So you want to make sure that you are living each moment moment, knowing that that is creating your life. So if you spend 15 hours a day at work, that's your life. That's, that's your life right now. Don't wait and say, okay, I just want to find the right time to take this trip. Or I want to find the right time to ask my boss for a raise because I feel like I'm working really hard and I deserve one, but I'm going to wait a little bit to see if every X, Y, and Z pans out. Or I'm going to wait to tell this person I love them. I'm going to wait to go to the dentist office because it's not that important. No, cavities hurt. You got to go. You got, you know, there are so many things there were, there is always, you can always say, you know, I have so much work to do. I can't do it. There will always be more work for you to do. And here's, here's a quick news flash, you guys. The more work you do and the better you do at work, the more work you get. You will be rewarded with more work. Unless you are creating a lifestyle for yourself and saying it out loud and saying, I want to create so much efficiency that I can work less hours and make more money and enjoy things in my life that are really important to me. You may even love your job. I love what I do, but what I still love to be able to get more time off, hell yeah, who wouldn't? That's like, duh. Yes, I'm obsessed with what I do. I have the perfect career for myself, knock on wood. Still currently knocking on wood. But you got to just focus on that moment because whatever you're doing right now, even listening to this podcast, I hope that it's bettering you and I hope that you're feeling amazing after this and I hope that you're feeling fucking inspired. And just know that whatever you do next, that is your life. So make every single moment as much as you can something that you can enjoy because that is creating your entire life. And check, please. That is enough of that today. I hope you all loved it. And oh my God, I was almost so scared for a second. I thought that this didn't record. I was about to blow my brains out. Um, Either way. So thank you guys so much. If you have not liked, subscribed, shared, um, don't turn this off yet because a lot of you guys listen to this and you don't subscribe. Click subscribe. It is easy to do. Share you know, send this to a friend who might need to hear this, send it to a parent, send it to someone who probably doesn't want to know what I'm talking about, but needs to. Um, I hope you guys all have the best rest of your day. I said, um, again, hope you all have the best rest of your day. Enjoy your weekend, get excited for next week. And the next week interview on interview MFers. And I love you all so much. I hope that you all have great conference calls tomorrow morning and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.